Hello, hello, everyone. Um, Welcome back to the It Ain't It Sis podcast. At the moment, it is only me, Sarah Humphrey. Um, I'm not with Sarah Arada right now due to the um, current situation of the coronavirus. She had to move back to Virginia for a hot minute. So that being said, um, I am with my roommates, Christina and Grace. Hello, guys. Hello. We're your quarantine buddies. Yeah, they're my quarantine buddies um, at the moment. Um, Sarah will be podcasting in Virginia with all of her bros and hoes and whatnot. (laughs) So I have these two to keep me company. So I thought it'd be fun if we just kind of like talked about a couple different topics for today. So with that being said, I think we should jump right into the podcast. Um, Who wants to go first? I think Grace should go first. First, I I think I didn't give Grace the proper introduction that she deserves. Um, So, Grace, little, she's a little um, five foot Italian mama seat. I've never been described like that, but I'm here for it. She um is she inspires me every day. She's a little ray of sunshine. She also is very into health and fitness, likewise. Um, but she is very especially into the spiritual aspect of it and meditation and finding your zen and all that fun stuff. Um, I try to be zen, but I'm not necessarily I haven't mastered it as well as Grace has. So therefore, I want to know how did you even get started, I don't know, on your journey with becoming more spiritual or like more centered, I guess. I would say I got pretty heavily into yoga and meditation when I was in high school. I had taken more yoga classes and I kind of just was introduced through different YouTube videos of what it was like to meditate and I had a really awesome yoga teacher who was just my almost mentor you could say and she taught me about meditation and how it doesn't have to be so intense all the time it can just be something as simple as breathing in and out and just sitting still and sitting with your thoughts and how transformative that is so I was introduced to it then and it's something I've been doing ever since I mean it's a staple in my life I do it every morning because I think it grounds you and I think it just gives you some peace and perspective which we all need a little bit more of so I don't know if there was one day where I was like, yes, this is it. But okay, it's just no. something I've kind of done and it sticks and it's a non But you started like pretty early compared to most people because I feel like it's not until you get into like the corporate world where you're all stressed out and I don't know, you feel like your life is in shambles um, at some point where you turn to those kind of things. So that's pretty impressive that, you know, you started so young. But for the like beginners – who want to kind of like get into that, what's one tip? And I also am taking notes because I am very bad at just sitting still. So I need to know. Tell me. know a tip. Well, something I always tell people is to start with an app. Like Headspace is great. Okay. Calm is well, great. Yeah. Would you say Headspace or Calm is better? I need to know this because I know they both require money and yes. I don't want yeah. to do that yeah. if I have to. But how much yeah. are they? How much? I need to yes. look into that. I don't remember because for me, it's 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 your health. You know what I mean? It's like this is your mental well-being. So I'm going to invest in that. That's the most important thing you can invest in, your mental health. And it's, worth it. it's, it's yeah, it's worth it. So I, it's not, it doesn't break the bank. 
Um, for me, it's like a trade-off to a smoothie. But I would say starting with an app is great because if you sit down and you're a beginner, you have so many thoughts going through your head that it's hard to even know where to begin. You sit down and you're like, oh my gosh, I have a million and five things running through my head. It's overwhelming and you just want to give up. It's really discouraging. So if you start with an app, there's someone who's guiding you through the meditation. It's really helpful to just have someone tell you exactly what to do. And um, I don't know. I found that I like that. Okay. Now I have another question. This is also like I'm taking notes. These questions are all for like my own personal need at this point. Yeah. But. Honestly, we're asking them for personal <laughs> like, need. Like this is great advice that like can, I love But to they hear. can benefit like the public. Yeah. You get to listen too. This is like how our roomie nights pretty much go. Besides where it's not as interview style. But. Yeah. I mean, we're more just like I'm lying on the floor basically right now. So it's, it's casual. But I want to know like how many, like how long do you spend a day? doing meditation like how much do you set aside for it and like does it vary and like is there too little amount of time you could spend or like too much or do you kind of think it just depends on your mood or the day's going I feel so official like an Oprah thing like oh you do the mic you can do it (laughs) no I think it's something as simple as just taking a deep breath in and closing your eyes and exhaling like something as little as that could change your entire mood or change your entire thought patterns I don't know it's something that could be so simple so it doesn't need to be a 30 minute or hour routine you can literally just sit in this moment close your eyes and just feel your breath um or you can do a 10 minute or you can do 20 minute I typically do a 10 minutes per day I like to do in the morning and sometimes I fall asleep to a meditation but um yeah something as little as one minute can be really helpful but I feel like 10 minutes is the target. And then you can work your way up from there. And then you can do crazy stuff. You can do visualizations. And yeah, you can get can, pretty funny. I want it. to know more about that. Because I remember one time Grace was telling me about how she was doing this meditation. And she was literally shaking. And she was so, she was sick or something. And she was like shaking the fever out of her body. And to me, that um, that's definitely an interesting concept. So I need to hear more about that. Yeah, it's like very pertinent right now because seriously, let's shake this virus out of our system if we feel any symptoms at all. Yes. Um, yeah, so I think you can definitely do guided meditations. They have so many. One of my favorite people that I follow who does great guided meditations is Shaman Durek. He's pretty famous in the Insta world. Um, you can start by just um, breathing pretty fast and you you get your heart rate up, you get your body heat up and I remember one time I was just sick, so I was laying in bed and I was listening to this meditation and you follow, um, it's the breath of fire and you just breathe really fast and you're focusing solely on kind of moving the energy in your body so that you're healing it. That's, I I don't really know the best way to describe it. I wish I had more science behind it. I'm sure it's out there. And um, I, at least (laughs) from my experience, I started to just shake and it was almost like I was getting all the sickness out of my body because you have to be really present in your mind and think very targeted like I am working in this moment with my brain to make sure that my body can get this fever or sickness or whatever out of its system so you just have to I don't even know if that makes sense but it's like focusing all your energy and power on getting something out of your system releasing the toxins releasing any blockage Um, and there's certain breaths you could do with that whether it's you know like an eight count breath breathing in for eight counts and then exhaling for eight counts or doing that fire breath where you're breathing really really fast um which could probably make you shake like i did so but yeah shaman derek has great meditations <laughs> okay so i have another question and since grace is the ceo the founder 
the creator, the everything of that, of uh, Booty Camp USA. Little plug, follow it on Instagram. Yeah, follow her at, <laughs> it's at Booty Camp USA. Make sure you add the USA. I also have another question in regards to health and wellness and all of that. And so I struggle to like committing to working out. And since you talked about kind of meditation and that you do it every day, I know you also are big on like daily types of exercise. And so to me, working out seems so daunting. Like, okay, so do I need to go on like a six mile run to be healthy? Do I need to really lift all these weights? Like go into a gym. Like I don't really know how to use all the like all the, I don't know, machines and all that in the gym and stuff. And so I guess my like question is kind of like, what do you count as working out? What do you do for working out every day? Like, do you do it every day? Like, do you let yourself go? Like, what kind of is like the balance of working out for you? Yeah, I mean, I'd definitely be a liar if I said, oh yeah, I work out every day for an hour. That's just not who I am. And I'm not one of those people that is super strict with myself. I wake up every day and I assess where I'm at. So yesterday I just wanted to stretch. And then today I wanted to do a little bit more of a high intensity workout. So I did that in my room with my stereo. But I think it comes back to what I said about meditation earlier. Like it doesn't need to be so serious and you don't have to have an exact plan and it doesn't have to be, you don't have to get super sweaty all the time. And sometimes it's actually not good for your body if you are so intense and hard on it. Um, I was looking at an article. I'm sorry, I don't remember the article name, but it was saying how at different points, especially for women through like your period and your menstrual cycle, you your body's going to adjust. So it's not the best idea to go and do a soul cycle class. It'd be more conducive for your body to do a yoga class or even just simple stretching. So I think you really, and Sarah can probably test this too, you really have to listen to your body as, as cliche as that sounds, but listen to where you're at because your body's going to change. Um, I mean, just not your body. The workout should change depending on your mood, how you're feeling that day. Some days you're going to be sore. Some days you're going to feel tight versus a little more loose. So I, I, I don't think it should be so strict. I think you should listen to where you're at. I think it should always have fun. It should make you smile in some way, even if it's hurting you, you know, you should be like, Hey, I got a healthy, strong body to do this. So yeah, it doesn't need to be so serious. It can be something as simple as a 10 minute hit session in your gym. It could be, uh, or in your room, it could be Zumba on YouTube, just mixing it up and not being hard on yourself. See, I personally think that's great to hear because as someone who's not a stricter routine of working out, like that seems much more like I can tackle that, you know, like, all right, we'll start out with some walking. Maybe we'll do some running and then maybe next day we'll try some like stretching and a little bit of yoga and just kind of like mixing it up. And so it's nice to hear that, like from somebody that runs like a fitness page and stuff that doesn't need to be always like, all right, hour and a half intense. Like I want you to feel like you're having a heart attack every second of every moment. And I want you to leave the place feeling like you're going to throw up. Like, you know, like it's being healthy. doesn't have to be like, it so doesn't daunting. have to be really daunting. And then also going off of that point, I was actually listening to this podcast. Um, and she was a female entrepreneur who really emphasizes kind of the femininity, um, behind being, I don't know, a woman in the workspace. And she was talking about how men versus women, men are on a 24-hour hormone cycle. So every 24 hours, like at 12 p.m., like a man hormonally will be the same versus women are on a 28-day hormone cycle. So therefore, obviously, that's why we have our weeks where we're like not feeling the same. And then we have our weeks where we're PMSing and then weeks when we actually have our period and all of that. So if you just kind of compare 
men versus women, especially when it comes into like working out. Like that's why a lot of men can actually do more of those high intensity workouts compared to women who, I don't know, whose like like, bodies like you need to repair. I think, and I know like there's going to be a lot of people like, you know, listening to where it's like nice to hear that you don't always have to do those high intensity workouts. And like, because the second you maybe, you know, you stick, you're like, all right, I'm going to work out four days this week. And maybe you only do two, like all of a sudden you're like, wow, I failed. And you don't set that same goal for the next week. And then that's how things spiral downhill and you like lose track of like trying to work out as much as you can. So it's nice to hear where it's like, all right, I want to work out four times this week. Maybe one of the days you're like, all right, I'm not really feeling it, but hey, I'll still get myself to go on a walk or I'll still stretch. You know, like those are manageable things that everyone can really do where you're still being healthy and stuff. And so I feel like hearing that helps make the goal of like trying to work out and get into that routine seem much more approachable and much easier, which it should be. It shouldn't have to be so scary and it shouldn't be so hard. So thank you, Grace. Also, I just remembered something. I think it's also about your intention. It's like, all right, why are you working out? Like, why are you even doing this in the first place? Why should you care? Why should you put on tennis shoes? Why should you get your cute little Lululemons on? So you should want to do it so you feel good and so that you know your body is working optimally. And we know from science that it's working the best it can when you exercise. So what's your intention? I mean, it it should 100% be about making sure that you feel good, gaining confidence, gaining mental, emotional strength. Um, It should always stem from there. Perfect. Well, okay. Going off of that, um, I kind of wanted to touch a little bit on routines. And I know we all kind of talked about how to incorporate a fitness routine um, more so into your lifestyle. But um, I, for one, am the queen. I don't want to say the queen. I don't want to like hype myself up that much. No, she's the queen. You can hype yourself up. Okay. I'm going to hype myself up. I really, really love my routines. I love planning. Like I can jack off to a planner any day. Every day. (laughs) Every day. Um, I actually haven't used my planner this entire week, but that's just because this whole quarantine thing, it's really thrown off my, um, routine actually. But, um, normally I'm a person, I, really value um exercise as well um and that's like a non-negotiable so I would say I have like a few tips for people um who aren't necessarily um very routine oriented um and honestly my main tip would be to make a list of non-negotiables so whether that be meditating or working out or obviously like homework and like work is a non-negotiable for most people so like kind of planning that into your day where you're gonna thrive best and be in an environment that is conducive to like either learning or your exercise routine or you just even in an environment that's conducive to your mental health and kind of you can get creative with it too I don't know I feel like people when they hear like routine like they hear boring and mundane but in reality like I don't know I found my life pretty interesting and fun yeah I mean I mean well I've now lived with Sarah for two years yeah so like, I want you to ask routine. me questions like what yeah does... no I have questions well, yeah I I <laughs> Christina so, like, I doesn't questions. do no routines. like I am We're the opposite, the in that opposite. Way. I can't live by a routine I mean, I, I see the purpose of them in life and I see how like they are very important. And like to some degree, I like a routine. Like I don't wake up every day being like, what's my job for today? Like, you know, I like to have something that needs to be accomplished that's already set in place. But I also do 
switch up a lot of my daily habits and I go to like you know I do a lot of different she'll I eat at like random times of the yeah. day you know, like I switch she'll all wake up, up I'll go to bed at different times. times wake up like I will go to different places I will try different things like I'm not a creature of habit for the most part so that's kind of why like living with Sarah has totally opened my eyes I mean both it goes both ways like I've shown yeah. her ways of how and to she, be a little, yeah and that's why she makes me live in the moment but I see there's a great importance for it and so I have great questions to ask because these are all questions that like ask I either way, still have or like had at some point living with her and watching her do routines and being like what the hell is going on like this is <laughs> the same shit but like I see the purpose of it now and so for some people it's great and for others like you know you may want to step out of the routine so just really you know take it and like see what how it affects you and like what you want to do with it but one question I had is like okay so when you're so strict to a routine it kind of it, it seems like it's hard for you to maybe like it'd be hard to travel or to go other places um and step out of the comfort of like your daily routine so how do you handle like let's say you go on a vacation for a week or you go visit a friend for a bit but that's like why I like to go on vacation because it gets me out of my routine so I just like I kind of go into vacation mode and whatever else I'm doing when I'm traveling around like I kind of just like put on this other like metaphorical hat if you will and just tell myself okay like yeah I might not work out every day I might not eat the same things that I'm usually eating but that's like that's when I start to really enjoy life so for instance like when me and Christina tend to go to like a lot of music festivals together and so we've gone to outside lands together twice and obviously we were like sleeping on people's couches um barely eating anything and drinking way too much like that's not a part of my daily routine definitely not um but I don't know I think those are like my favorite memories is when I get out of my routine so that's like the mindset I tried to keep if that makes sense yeah I mean and like that's where I've seen it comes into like it's really valuable. I feel like you really value when we go, like I've gone on vacations or I've gone traveling with you and stuff like that. And like out of anybody I know, and which is why, like when we were talking earlier, I told you like, I wish you had the um, superpower of being able to teleport is that you really know how to seize the moment when you're somewhere else other than in your routine. And so yeah. that's where I think it's really important is like, whereas when I'm thrown out of my routine, I'm doing something really cool, like going to a festival or, or like on vacation or something. I feel like you appreciate it almost more because you're like, wow, this is like a total change of pace. Whereas I'm kind of like, okay, like, you know, I never really have a pace to begin with. So I think it's really like that's important of having routines. It shows you of the kind of like, it brings you higher highs. If that yeah. No, I definitely like live for travel and really live for experiences because my life is like, it's pretty consistent, but I like it that way because then I like to be kind of like thrown out of my element. And I think yeah. that's like the fun part of life. Yeah, but not. I, but I don't want to be thrown out of my element all the time. So that's why. I but like yeah, routines. also. So like, you don't always want to be thrown out. So then I wanted to ask, like, why do you have a routine? Like, what is? Let's just get back to the basic. You know, we kind of jumped right into asking you, like, what's the importance of like losing your routine for a little bit? But like, back to the important part of having the routine. Like, why? Why do you have one? Well, I've thought a lot about this over the years, and for a lot, like a long time, I thought it was just because. I mean, it's just like how I am. Like, it's how I grew up. Both my parents are very like routine oriented but it wasn't until when I was 17 I actually went to therapy for a plethora of reasons and um she said and I it's so funny because it takes sometimes someone else pointing out 
something about you that you don't even realize and then it's just kind of like you have an epiphany moment and she was like sarah you are extremely extremely like you're such a control freak and i was like oh my gosh you're so right so i think a lot of it comes from um just i like to be in control i mean and not in like an obsessive way i mean definitely back in the day i have I do have some OCD tendencies, but they have definitely gotten better. Um, but yeah, I do like, I like knowing the plan and I also like have like a lot of anxiety too, um, that I've like dealt with since I was like 13. So having a plan and like being able to control my day is like a really good way for people, I would say with like anxiety and stuff like that to just kind of give you a sense of relief and like knowing like okay you don't have to stress out about a x y and z so that's what i would say that's good i like it do you have any questions i have so many questions i want to know the juicy deets of the exact things that you do in your daily routine that make it yours that make it special that make it so important to you okay so First thing I do when I wake up in the morning is... Feeling like P. Diddy. <laughs> feeling, yeah, waking up in the morning, feeling like P. Diddy. Honestly, I would never want to f- wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy because God, I feel no, like he would feel like absolute trash. That's what I imagine. Um, but um, that being said, I wake up in the morning. First thing before I open my eyes is I say... Thank you, God, for another day. And I just thank God slash the universe, whatever you whatever you call it. But I thank God for another day. And I always pray that I'll be a shining light to others. And I then I say all my daily affirmations, which I'm really big into. Um, Awesome. I say I am happy. I'm healthy. I'm healed, which I. All of those, I would say, definitely apply to our current state um, of the coronavirus. So, you know, what? I'm really going to just be chanting those um, all throughout my day. Um, But I say I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm healed. And then I'll say like a prayer for like all of my family and my friends. Um, And then I get out of bed. Make First thing I do, first thing I do, well... I would say I take my probiotics because we love we health. love gut health. <laughs> we love gut health. Um, and then I make myself a huge ass cup of coffee. Um, I'm trying to wean down on my caffeine intake, but you know what? A girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Um, have coffee, make breakfast. Sometimes I'll read um, one of my many books that I'm reading. I'm reading like three different ones at the at this point in time um I'll maybe like read a little bit um depending on my class schedule I'll either go work out and then go throughout my day whether it be like doing some work in school or I'll work out later on in the day but working out is definitely like I work out six days a week sometimes seven but also I have a lot of like nervous energy because like like I said I do have anxiety so I just like if I don't work out like I will explode and I also have ADHD too so anxiety and ADHD aren't necessarily like the most like they're not the best combination honestly so therefore that's why I use exercise and so I would say like that's basically like the gist of my day like in my mornings yeah I like it. I think it's awesome, too, that you use exercise to channel that energy. 
because there's so many ways you could channel it elsewhere but the fact that you use exercise to kind of manage some like you said ADHD or anxiety I think that's I don't know it's awesome because it takes accountability and you're showing up for yourself and you're channeling it in a really positive way oh also fun fact so I just want to say this fun fact I'm not sure if anyone will find it that much of a fun fact but I think it's funny or I think it's cool more so. Um, so I went to the naturopath the other day and she said that you store all of your negative toxic emotions in your liver. So if you feel like you've been needing to scream or cry, but you haven't actually physically let that out, that's all going to be stored in your liver. And then it's going to like cause your li- liver to either not like function properly or cause like a plethora of other different um illnesses so I basically took that as like girlfriend if you just need to fucking cry or bitch someone out go go ahead my grandma always says like have a good cry you know oh I have Have many good good cries I have many good you need a good cry have a good cry yeah it's always therapeutic but no like Sarah really lives by her workout and I've seen it firsthand and it's always like really impressive even when we're in the weirdest situations and like we're traveling or something like She's still waking up before people doing her jump squats, going for a run wherever we are. Yeah. And like getting that work in, out in because that's like a non-negotiable for her. When you know? we were, me and Christina studied abroad in Florence for a month. And I remember we had gone to a club the night before and we were going wine tasting. So we didn't get home until 4.30 in the morning. Um, I woke up at 10 a.m. before everyone else to go on a drunk run around the city I swear that that is what saved me. That's also another side note. If you are wake up in the morning drunk, which I have a few times, um, go on a drunk run. You'll sweat it all out. Hey, you'll feel like a I new human. That is not how it goes. Grace <laughs> and I are here to tell you right now. <laughs> no, drink that's some water. Totally eat a goes. bunch of carbs for your breakfast. Oh, Throw that's up like if that's, you need to. Oh, that's a do rep- not go on a drunk run. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Like literally, I'm. Yeah. I had a flashback. I'm sitting in bed. I have a giant butt in my hair. Fuzzy socks are on. I am like dry heaving. Grace, no. Heaving. The last time we got wine drunk, I went on an eight mile run and no, I felt I great. I don't know. I just. I mean, props to you, but I'm just. I don't know. I'm just I thinking about me and you know. <laughs> no, I was, I was literally. Things are looking bleak. I was thinking the same thing. Like I have never once woken up hungover. Or still drunk and been like, you know what? It's a beautiful day to go for a run. You know, like, it's a beautiful day for me to hug my fucking toilet today. But anyway. Does anyone just have those moments where you're drunk and you look yourself in the mirror and you're like, what is going on right now? Like, you have that's a moment me. where you sober that's up me all the fucking time. You look time. at yourself in the mirror and you see your eyes and you see your own drunken eyes and you're like, this bitch is drunk. drunk you're like, who is the fucking dab? You look yourself in the mirror and you're like, you're the fucking dab. And then your drunk self connects and, to and the fact you that you are like, you. And then you and try that's to look at yourself in the mirror and like, like pucker your lips and be like, yeah, I'm really try hot. to like you wipe off the shine off your face yeah. from you know all and that alcohol. Just like open your eyes a little that. wider because they're kind of like smooth your hair shutting. a little. Yeah. Well, when you wake up the next morning looking ten times worse than you did in the mirror when you looked at yourself, that's not the time where I think time to go for a run. Maybe but I that. praise. I pra- oh, that's yeah. that's definitely time to meditate. See, this is why I need to learn from Grace. No, I pray. No, people that do. There are most. Sarah's not the only one. I have heard many people wake up in the morning after drinking and it's like it's time to. 
work out now and I've always thought that's weird and I really think it's like you're one or the other you're either a person that wakes up and you're like so hungover that you're like let's sweat this out or you wake up hungover and you're like let's cure my body and like let's let's just relax and take me time or it's like let's just power through this so it's one or the other and I I choose the power through it yeah no you're the power through it like I I praise that because that takes a lot that takes a lot of willpower and that takes a lot of like yeah motivation but that also shows exercise is one of my non-negotiables whether I'm drunk or not no that really helps this girl's gonna have corona and she's still gonna be working yeah. out oh i will go to the gym i, I will be there with her corona no well, see this is why the gyms are closed because if i had coronavirus Sarah i would be a be bitch there. and still go to the gym but i would wear a mask and gloves but i'd be like it's fine i'm just trying to like cough my way through this workout okay grace and i have one question each before okay. we move on yeah one last topic. one last question so i'll go ahead and let I'll, grace will ask a question and then i'll be next all right Okay, so my question is to someone who's going to start out with a routine. Maybe they haven't before. Maybe they just bought their planner from HomeGoods. And they wrote down everything they want to do for the routine. What if they mess up? What if they don't know how to stick to the routine? What if they don't get everything done in the day? And you know, there sometimes... I stole Christina's question. That's my question. There's sometimes where you look at your schedule and you know you're almost at the end of the day and you didn't get everything done on your routine. How do you not feel guilt the next day to... Um, you know, you're just overwhelmed with the fact you didn't get all your stuff done. I mean, such a good question. That was a <laughs> really, really great. So good that it was mine. But <laughs> that was a really great question, both of you. Um, I would say, first of all, it would be a lie if I said, like, I don't do the same, um, especially in high school when I think you're younger, you definitely put like way too much on your plate and you really learn about like time management and all that stuff. Um, I would say just be kind to yourself. And I would say, especially when you're starting a new routine, the most important thing to do is just take time to learn how you work because a lot of people just kind of put themselves into this like cookie cutter box and be like, okay, I should accomplish A, B, and C today because so-and-so can accomplish that. So why can't I? And I think like comparison, I mean, it's like the biggest thief of joy, as they say. And that translates into like every area of your life. And just don't compare what you can get done in a day versus like other people. And soon just being able to realize your own time management skills how fast you work, what works for you, what doesn't. And I would just say be easy on yourself when creating a schedule. That's nicely said. Because I have that same problem. As someone who doesn't have a routine, when I try to set a routine, I just like yeah, a completely lot of people, go downwards. Yeah, a lot of people just like give upset. up yeah, halfway give up. and you shouldn't. You just have to re- – you just have to constantly pivot. I would okay, say. just keep pivoting. Pivot? Was that from friends? Oh, God. Oh, gosh. Okay. But also, isn't it the best feeling when you can cross something off your planner? Oh, I wrote it down. I already did just to cross them off. Right? You're like, worked out, done. done. Yeah, that's actually really yeah, nice. Done. done. Small, like, like, get out of bed, done. You write it down just so you can. Yeah, honestly, even if you're like biggest. I myself I have in me. That's yeah. the only part of like keeping to a schedule is I just like to cross things off a list. Yeah, even if like the biggest thing you can do is like make breakfast for yourselves or like I know that sounds really depressing but honestly if you're just having a really rough day yeah yeah, if you're having a rough day like making yourself dinner or like a meal like yourself instead of going out to pick picking it up like 
that is impressive. You like that? Hey, who's to tell you it's not impressive? I didn't do much today, but one thing I did do was like cook a pretty bomb yeah, meal. Yeah, you cooked, and, and now you're doing really this podcast. I mean, so. technically, it is now Friday because we're um, recording this at twelve oh five a.m. But okay, wait. Before I have one more question, I promised. I promised okay. another question, and although Grace hit stole me with my it, question, honey, <laughs> um, I thought of another one. So. I was wondering if you had two non-negotiable things that you do every day, like what are your two things that like, let's say all your other like routines got thrown out the window and you could only choose two things to do. What would those like the most important things be? Okay. So immediately I had two things come to mind, but I have two different versions. So one is more graphic and one isn't. Um, (laughs) No, it's not like that cute. (laughs) It's really just not cute. Um, So non-negotiable for both of them is exercise. Um, Unless I'm obviously like on vacation, but that's like doesn't apply. But so like everyday life, non-negotiable exercise, some form of it. And then, so version number one, it would be eat vegetables, which I think it's important to like get something green in your body, eat something healthy, something that nourishes, you know, your body and helps you fight off any infections and stuff like that. Um, But my ideal non-negotiables would be exercise and taking a shit. (laughs) She went there. I I went there. Guys, you feel I, but you naturally take a shit. You can't control that. No, okay. I'm talking about things that you set in your schedule that you no, control. no. But like, like if I don't have coffee, I won't shit. If I put taking a shit on my list, <laughs> I feel so accomplished. Like <laughs> I take three I mean. of those babies a day, so <laughs> three checks <laughs> off my list. I just have to say, as your roommates right now, we could expose you so hardcore, <laughs> but we won't. Expose me. Expose you. Oh wait, I want to be exposed. Do you want to be yes. exposed? Expose me. I can't do it. Do it. Grace. What were you thinking? That's okay. Say it. That's for our next podcast. That's for the next one. If you if you keep listening, you know, to the next one coming up since we're all quarantine quarantined together. Okay. Um, I guess I'm gonna have you're to gonna wait. hear the dirt on Sarah. That's Honestly, what we I have Grace a lot and I will of give dirt, you the on, dirt on the next podcast. I have a lot of dirt. <laughs> but we're keeping this one really clean, real PG, you know, real P- really PG great ways to just improve your life. You yeah, know, I'm really just happy talking one. about shit. But the next one is going to be just like all the dirt you want to know on Sarah Humphrey. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of I'm really interested now. Um, OK, but I guess that's like all I really have to say about routines and everything. But um, I think Christina now has. Okay. She has some good advice, I would say, especially when it comes to, I guess, heartbreak. I think just also the thing about Christina is that we're about to pump you up right now. I'm I'm going to pump you up. This tall motherfucker. She's gorgeous. She's from California. She's your average California bitch. She dyes her hair blonde, but we don't like to mention that. (laughs) Um, that. It's like a pageant thing. let you know like where i go you want questions about my highlights how are they done like just you know slide slide in my dms i'll give you all the details on the hair styling all that i embrace it i don't hide it i was just gonna say a lead-in i think christina has she's the person you want to go to when you need perspective and when you need advice 
on really anything the good bad the ugly she's the she's the girl you go to who's gonna keep you level-headed and is gonna take a deep breath and really hear you out so amen i was having a panic attack the other day and christina called me or actually no i called christina and she just like we did a lot of deep breaths on the phone and you know what deep breaths i'm i'm still living and i'm here and you know thank you for that i love that that's what you have to say about me that's really kind um well yeah so i i do like to give advice and on any topic but one topic i could think of that really like also connected with what sarah said about routines and grace talking about wellness and like lifestyle habits for a healthy life um kind of was thinking about like going through change or like specifically going through a breakup which is like a big change in your life so for all my uh, ladies or gentlemen out there going through a breakup that are listening and need some advice. Um, mix it in with Grace and Sarah's advice as well. Because you put all three together and you're just like a power. A real. We're, we're like a tri trifecta. Is that what yeah, you call it? Yeah, it's like it? the perfect trifecta. You know, you're really yeah. going to tackle it head on. So um, basically, I just kind of want to talk about how like I've gone through some pretty like rough breakups. Like I'm sure we all have, you know, we all have our own like views and approaches and all that was gone through but um I kind of learned a lot because after one breakup in specific in high school which is like two years um and it transitioned into college which is like a big part in your life too going to a new college and everything and I just kind of really lost myself like while breaking up I kind of thought that like I had incorporated so much of my life with this other person that the second he was gone I was like who am I what's my worth? Like, what, what do I bring to this? Like, why do I even, why am I even here without him? And when I look back at that and that mindset, I'm like, that was such a negative, like how, like, no wonder I was so stuck in this spiral going downhill. Like I thought that I needed him to bring me out of it. And I thought that he was the answer to all my problems. And I know there's people out there that are just kind of like, Oh, I want, I want, you know, like I miss him or I want him back or I screwed up and blame it all on yourself and stuff. And I just want to say like, there's a reason it didn't work out whether or not that was like something you feel was on you or on him or on both of you like there is a reason and it took me a while to find my reason and see what the purpose of was it like for the whole thing but I'm proud of where I've come from it all and I I don't know do you guys have do you have any questions about yeah, it like I do to, really get deep into it I do well I have a few one going off of what you said I liked that you mentioned about really knowing who you are because you had attached yourself to that person that you were dating and how do you think after you broke up with him you kind of started to really develop your own sense of self after that so when we first broke up, I was convinced that the only way to get back to happiness was to go back to what I had. And so I feel like that's a big like problem that a lot of people face is that like when you lose something that brought you happiness, you assume that you need that to be back to where you were. Whereas like, I think sometimes you just need a shift in perspective or you need to maybe find something else that brings you as much happiness. And so I was convinced I'd try, you know, desperately. I was that crazy bitch, like texting, being like, take me back, you know, all of that crazy stuff. And, you know, like, thank God, honestly, when I look back and now he was smart enough to be like, you know, this is not right. This is not where we're going. Like we are going our separate ways, you know, and he was never like, yeah, let's try it again. You know, thank God, because like now when I look back, I'm like, that was for the right reason. So yeah, everything. I mean, I kind of was convinced that I needed him back in my life 
in order to get back to my happiness. And I'm not a routine routine person like we kind of talked about and everything. And I think the like, I, you know, great part about it was during that time, I started to pick up a routine and that's not something I normally did. And I started working out a lot um, cause I started running and running felt like incredible. I was never a runner. Like I avoided all sports that involved running. I played volleyball cause I was like the least amount of running. <laughs> and, um, the second, like going through it, like running was so relieving. I would just go out there, just completely run for miles on end. And it just felt like I was like kind of running away from your problems in a way, but also like running towards something better. It was really weird. I was in this, like just doing it felt like the most relieving process. So I picked a routine of working out um, going to bed at better hours. I was going to bed crazy late and waking up like at crazy hours and all this stuff. And it was so unhealthy. And so I started to like really set myself to a stricter routine and then accomplishing that routine as small as it was just like working out or waking up at a decent hour. Um, I felt like better about myself. I was like, all right, I'm forming who I am, like what I'm doing. And I took a little bit more control, kind of like, um, what Sarah was saying with like, having a routine that gives you control, like having that control back into your life when you feel like it's been taken from you, when you have like either been the one that's been broken up with, or even if you've broken up with someone else, like you're losing a lot of the like control you kind of had, like you were used to a routine and now it's gone. So I kind of just started to implement that routine, which is why like, I really appreciate what Sarah is saying, even though like right now I don't necessarily follow the strictest routine. Like I think it's really helpful for anyone that's going through a hard time or needs some type of like confidence or, security in their life so okay perfect and then I also had another question too what do you think like crosses the line between really moving on from the relationship being a little crazy being a little fun to being very destructive and it affecting your emotional state I think like being destructive like that in a sense yes it's healing but in another sense you're just kind of prolonging like the healing process in a weird way. Like you're keeping him in your mind. You're keeping that anger. Like the longer you have that anger and that upsetment, the longer you're going to deal with the grieving, you know, like the second you let that go and you kind of like move on is the second that like he no longer affects your life or she no longer is like someone you're thinking about. And so like holding on to that, like the psycho behavior is is kind of destructive, like self-destructive in a way. But I mean, I'm the first to admit I did it. And like everyone will go through it. And like I it feel is like part of the every process. Every girl, this is my mindset. Did you really have your heart broken if you didn't go psycho? No, like you'll go psycho. Like, but my best advice is to like meditate. <laughs> the best meditate. advice is to meditate. No, but my best advice is honestly like limit that psychotic behavior like yes like if you catch yourself and you're like all right i'm I mean, losing it like it i used to log into my exes oh god i hope he doesn't listen to this podcast but i used to log into his snapchat and to like see what other girls he was snap like we had broken up but like i had his pa- i knew his password so i would check his accounts and stuff like i did psychotic things but like all that day was made me cling on to the hope that he was still in my life and to pretend like i still knew who he was where at the end of the day i had somebody look at me yeah. and be like how can you love somebody you don't even know And the only thing I knew about him was his social media and what I chose to try to know about him. But like he gave me nothing to know and I should have accepted that and I would have moved on a lot faster. So like the psychotic behavior kind of leads to a spiral of giving more attention to the problem than it should. 
But at the end of the day, I mean, it's kind of how it goes with grieving. Like, you know, you got to go at your own pace. Like, don't just cut yourself off and be like, that's it. I'll never think about him again. Like, it's healthy. Yeah. You need to really feel those emotions and just kind of like sit with them in order to like yeah, go through that Yeah, kind of have to accept what's happening. And so... But I mean, there is too far. Like, I should have never logged into a Snapchat. I, you know, you have to think about it. At the end of the day, like, he or she is, like, sitting at home, like, totally fine, you know? They may be, like, just hanging out with friends, like, doing their normal life, and you're the one. Like, you're only hurting yeah. yourself, you know? Well, so. that's the funny thing, too, because I remember me and Christina were at, a um like, a Taco Tuesday, or, I don't know, we were out getting margaritas. We might have been intoxicated, but I was like, I should I text him. Intoxicated. Sarah, yeah, Sarah. Christina was very intoxicated. So was I, though. Um, and I was like, I should just text him right now. Um, and Christina just looks at me dead in the face. It kind of hurt in the moment, but I'm glad she said it. Um, she it was, was really like, harsh. <laughs> yeah, she was like, Sarah, he does not think a second about you. Don't you dare fucking text him. And I mean, in the moment, I was like, bitch what the fuck yeah but, it was upsetting you know i did apologize I yeah like, she did apologize sorry. but um, like there was a little truth behind it. you know but like, it was yeah i'm don't, glad she don't said let it. yourself like you're hurting yourself you know you're the only one like if they're off doing well and they're living their life and all of that like you're crying about them you're worried about texting them you're worried about the responses and all of that yeah. i was like because i know for a fact he wasn't thinking about yeah me, like he's not there thinking about you or does think about me and one of the best things of advice that my sister gave to me too is when you're going through all these breakups and you're like I just want to text him well like you think oh what's the worst thing you could tell me to like f off or whatever you could be like all annoyed with me honestly one of the worst things is just not getting a response in general you text them and they just don't say anything completely ghosting you was really hard and so my sister looked at me and was like all right you could text him but like are you fully prepared for no response and I was kind of like looked at her I was like fuck like you assume they're gonna respond you pour your heart out to them you tell them like I miss you I want you back and all this like you feel like they're obligated to like respond but they're not and so that's yeah. how I kind of am like they're not obligated to do anything and neither are you like you can go you don't need to text them you can be happy like you choose your own happiness so that was what I was telling you wouldn't you say also it's a blessing in disguise in a way because if you think about it if someone breaks your heart our natural instinct is to want to be with them and get them back but it's like why would you want to be with someone that doesn't want you it's yeah. like a friend if a girlfriend doesn't want to be with you it's Love like a you. yucky you're, you don't feel good you're like i don't want to hang out with you either and it's it's a, such a funny concept in our culture that we're like we have to get them back we have to make them want us but no the reality is if they don't want to be in your life and your energy like then how bye thank god of a know? relationship would that be like just knowing in the back of your head, like every time you're with them being like, oh man, I wonder if they're like actually enjoying this time right now or are they just hating every moment? No, that was my big thing too is like when my ex broke up with me, everyone was like, well, why do you want him back? Like he he's done with you kind of a thing. Like he doesn't want you. Like why do you want him? And I was like, well, I've changed. And that's what everyone says. Like I'm a different person. That's all I have to say. Like I am right now who I was back then. I mean, I'm grown up version. And I've like yeah, experienced like you everything. De- you definitely become more like, mature. I but... still hold what's important to me. And like I am not changing for anyone. And like I now I'm happily in another relationship with someone who I've been with for like over two years. And like it works out. You find your person. Like and every person that comes in your life like teaches you something else like my ex had taught me so much about how I handle this relationship I'm in now and like things I will never do again or things that I never want in a guy and so like you can turn it into a learning experience you can grow from it and that's basically I it took I seriously I did not get over my relationship for like a year like it can be a while grieving like the whole process of it all but like to speed it up and everything it's just you can't 
think of like oh I can change for him yeah you can't put a band-aid on a bullet wound which wow is, I think a good I know deep wasn't that deep <laughs> no wow. but yeah like exactly like if he if it's done it's done you know like don't keep going back to it and hoping that like well maybe this time it will work like why there's so much better out there for you although it's hard to see and I know that's hard and people told me that all the time like oh you'll find better I'm sitting there being like well how the hell do you know like watch me be 50 and like single and like never be married like I know that's like a fear but I can like I know it, you'll find somebody yeah like the chances of anyone really like say if you break up with that person when you're like in your young 20s the chances of you actually remaining single until you're 50 like you have to put in that work of really hibernating i know that's like single and in their 50s or something like made that choice for themselves yeah that's what i was just gonna say they, they all either divorced or whatever well and it, there's nothing wrong with that too i mean yeah. There's, I mean, I'm very much single and I like it. Like, no, but I mean, even women in their 50s and 60s, there's something it's, it's not for everyone to be in a relationship. And I think that there's something to be said for women or men who can just be really happy being independent and being with themselves. It's the greatest gift you can give to yourself. You come into the world alone, you die alone. And there's something to be said for someone who doesn't need someone. And I think we all need family and friends and relationships, but it's also beautiful for the people who decide, you know what? I really like this journey with myself and I'm going to stick with that. Exactly. Like, that was a great point to make because that was exactly what I was about to say <laughs> in next involving like the fact that like I, the part that put me into that downward spiral, that crazy obsession, like all that stuff that we were just talking about after the breakup was the fact that I relied on another individual. And the second I realized that I relied on another individual and that my life revolved around another person was the moment I realized like, I need to change that shit. Like that's not okay. Mm -hmm. And so it took a while for me to realize that because I kept being like, well, I'll change and I can be with him and I can, I want him back. I want him. I want him. I want this. I want that. Like the second I was like, wait, I just want me. I just want me to be happy. Like I want to be so content with myself that I don't need anybody else was honestly the moment it took me a while to really get comfortable with that because I was so used to like I like to be around people I like to have like my person and someone to go through life with but I was so uncomfortable being alone like so I hated it I hated it so much but that's so important like Grace was saying like you come into this world alone and you leave alone like and it is all it's you at the end of the day like you have your own back you are your person so. and I think it's so interesting too because like nowadays I don't know. I've noticed that like a lot of people are so uncomfortable with being alone and even like single people. Like, why do you think everyone goes around hooking like, up with everyone? Really it's rushes because, into relationships yeah, and stuff like that. Exactly. It's because they don't want to be alone. But especially for like me speaking personally, I remember I would say up until after I came back from abroad. So the start of my junior year, spring semester, I think that was the first time I actually was comfortable with being alone. Cause I remember freshman and sophomore year, like when none of my friends wanted to go out, I would be like, guys, guys, let's go out. But honestly, I think it came from like a point where I just really wanted something or to be around boys or to like get some kind of, I don't know, I guess fake affection from people. Mm -hmm. And I think that came from my, um, I, I just wasn't self-aware that I was alone or lonely and that I needed to like grow in that part of my 
self but now I would say I'm like very much like I love being alone I'm totally fine with being alone I love I'd rather stay at home than honestly go out to the bars because you know what you also feel way better the next day when you're getting up too I have another question for Christina so I know each of us have been in really awful relationships but I want to know from your perspective for girls who are maybe in a not so great relationship some red flags that you think or you think of red flags in a relationship that someone could be like hold the tour I gotta reassess the relationship gotta reassess where I'm at because I think when you're in a relationship it's super easy to go with the flow and get caught up and next thing you know it's a year and you're like okay I'm deep and I I feel crappy about myself yeah how did this happen where'd my life go so what are some red flags in your opinion that people should be whether guys or girls should be on the lookout for Wow, that's a great question because I wish someone had asked me or had given me this advice when I was like going through my first whole like relationship or having like all the bad relations I've been through. Honestly, um, because this ain't like none of them have been horrible enough where it was like, all right, this is a moment we're done. You know, they're all little things where it's like those are red flags that you just don't see adding up. Um, you make excuses for them. You're like, all right, it's okay. Like, well, it's not. And honestly, a big thing is if you're having that same fight over and over and over again and it's you're talking it out you're creating like all right we're both going to work towards this and then a week later you have that same fight like take a step back and be like all right maybe we're just not working like maybe this isn't meant like if we're really if if it's a fight about like you know what I don't like the way you do this and it's just a part of their personality and the way like I do that it bothers me it's part of who you are you know like it's a big personality different like you know, you kind of have to take a step back and remove yourself and be like, is this healthy? Is this the best for us? And so that was kind of what I was facing where it was like, I was asking, another thing is if you're asking that person to like change for you and you're like, I want you to do this differently. So like with my ex, I was like, I want you to show that you love me more. Like I want more affection. I want more like, like, like words of affection and like yeah. he never really said anything but you about can't ask someone to like change their love but like, language yeah that's not his love language that's not what he was like wanting to give and like that's perfectly okay and I look at that now and I'm like that works so well with other different like personality yeah. traits and other person like love affection traits so it's like and go stuff. out and find someone who actually yeah so like match up with you match. instead of like looking at this person who you're like oh they're almost everything except blah 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 like don't say except like there is somebody out there that like it all pretty much lines up where like, or there are things that you're like willing to be like, it's okay. Like I'll change for that. Like I want it. He's making me a better person. And by changing that kind of a thing, instead of being like, oh man, like I really want this and he's not that. So let me try and change it. You know, like don't, you don't, don't try to change someone. Cause that is who they are. And so that was a big problem I made. I constantly was like, oh no, but like he says he'll change for me. Like, he won't change for you. Yeah. You know, like actions speak louder than words. Yeah. And I think we've all, so you're having that. that same fight over and over again. Like, you know, think about it and really be like, is, is this a small fight that maybe we should stop having? Like, is it that, or is this something that really is important to you? Like, don't keep having that same fight then. Like it's time to kind of like take control. And that's my thing is, we were having the same fight over and over and over again. And I was pushing blame on him and he was just taking it and being like, yeah, I'm sorry. It's all my fault. Like it was, it's, it goes two ways, but he wasn't changing anything. And then I was expecting him to change and I was expecting it's all on him where it's a mutual thing. It's a joint thing. It's two people in a relationship. Both people need to really make a change. And I think that he then 
finally got so annoyed of me being like, you need to change who you are that he ended it. He was like, that's it. I'm not who you want me to be. I'll never be who you want me to be. You're unhappy and I can see it. We're done. And I lost control. Whereas like I had control, like I knew it wasn't right. I was asking him to always change. And I look back and I'm like, if only I was able to take that courage and be like, we don't work together. Our breakup would have been so much different on me. You know, like I would have been, I would have been way more in control. I would have been way like feeling content with myself on what I did and everything. If I would have like taken that stand months before I let it get to the point where I gave him that control. So, you know, take the control while you have it and be kind of like, Hey, this isn't working. I just think Christina can probably attest to this and I can too. It's like when you find someone who has a lot of respect for you and you have a lot of respect for them, it's just natural and you're going to have fights and you're, it's going to be annoying sometimes. There are going to be times when it's hard and it's difficult, but in a relationship that's respectful and that's kind and that is right and that's true, there's always going to be a mutual sense of just love and respect. Perfect. Well, it is 12.32 um, on this Friday morning, apparently. Um, but yeah, so stay safe, stay healthy, stay alive. Stay woke. Stay woke. Yeah, stay woke. Meditate. I think I'm going to right before I go to bed. Woohoo. Drink a lot of water. Stay hydrated, folks. Stay hydrated. Okay, perfect. We're going to all stay hydrated, stay woke, meditate the whole nine yards. But um, yeah, so I just hope you all have a beautiful rest of your night or morning, whatever time you're listening to this. And come back um, soon next week for another episode of the It Ain't It Sis podcast. We'll definitely have some juicy juicy topics to talk about we'll be here again exposing sarah Expo- yeah we'll be exposing me okay bye-bye good night Bye, love guys. you all kisses Mwah.